My name is Jamie Piles. I joined Samaritan in December of 1996. We were homeschooling our kids and we were already thinking outside the world's box, if you will. And I saw a little tiny classified ad about this new kind of idea I'd never heard of before. My first reaction was, that's the kind of thing that we would do, isn't it? And so I finally called the number, talked to them, and the more I asked them questions, the more I liked their answers. This is one of those shows where, like, are you a Buckeye fan or a Wolverine fan? I think by, by the end, maybe you've made your decision. I don't know. Is that a moral decision? It, at it, this point, it could be. It could be at this point. The Wolverines are from where? Yeah, Michigan. Oh, oh, Michigan. You don't oh. know the big game. What? Wow. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politics. I I've, uh, I've, I found a new piece of information about. <laughs> Sports that Toby's ignorant of that just highly when disappointed just Toby, me. I, I mean, I know who the know. Buckeyes are. Yeah. But uh, Gravity Jack is a full-service <laughs> digital agency specializing in the development of virtual and augmented reality experiences, mobile apps, blockchain, and Web3 projects founded in 2009 as the first American agency to offer augmented reality that even patented it. Gravity Jack's digital experiences have been a source of innovation for small businesses, Fortune 500 companies, and the U.S. military. Get your vision in motion today at gravityjack.com. That's Gravity jack.com we gotta have them on soon i need to talk to them about some uh yeah. ar glasses yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah i'm really i'm really like i don't they're know what's gonna come in our studio um next week two weeks from now oh, oh, yeah. oh I'm, okay i got yeah. lots yeah. of ar questions ask and it will be given and we're grateful to have with us today miss lizzie marbach she's a conservative operative in ohio that has worked on numerous local and national campaigns including president trump's 2020 re-election oh. campaign and until very recently, was the communications director for Ohio Right to Life. Lizzie, thanks for joining us on Cross Politic. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Although I will say, if I would have known that we had a Michigan fan, I might have reconsidered, but I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> What's up now? <laughs> you, you tell them, Lizzie, you tell them. Hey, so you need to start from the beginning. You need, you need to start from the very beginning with this because this is just a cra- this is a crazy story. <laughs> the tweet even, is just the tip of the pile. That, yeah, the, yeah, the tip. The, the tweet is the tip. Okay, okay. thank you, Gabe. Thank is you that, for explaining that to everybody. Yeah, That's what happens um, with those kind of fans, I guess. I, yeah. I know you've been telling Telling this story a, a bunch, but I mean, but literally, I mean, you didn't, you haven't been working for Ohio Right to Life for that long. How, how did you start working there? Why did you start working there? Did you know this was this a good idea from the beginning? And then why were you fired? Yeah. So, like you said, I haven't really been working with Ohio Right to Life for that long. I started working uh, for them in March of 2022. And before that, I was actually working for the Ohio Republican Party slash. RNC. It's kind of uh, both people that were over it uh, during the 2022 midterms. I was actually um, leading the Central Ohio grassroots movement as well as the Faith Coalition. And that's how I met Ohio Right to Life's um, executive director at the time, Peter Range. And we had met and he um, told me a little bit about Ohio Right to Life and how there was a job opening available. And I thought about it, prayed about it, and knowing kind of the the infighting between the pro-life movement and some of the problems that um, were taking place, specifically in Ohio's pro-life movement, but also nationally. I'm sure you guys have covered it uh, before, some of the things that have taken place. I, I was a little bit wary of that, and I let them know that 
if I was to come on as communications director, that I would be bold in my messaging, that the communications would be truthful and not, you know, tiptoe around feelings. And they said that that was welcome and that they were more than happy to have a bold conservative join the team. And so I joined the team in March 2020 or March 22 and uh, really just kind of took off from there. And that was right before the Dobbs leak. And so Mm. everyone kind of was really excited about the Dobbs leak. They were all for the bold messaging um, and that that it, it wasn't really an issue until after Dobbs happened and everyone kind of looked around like, what do we do now? <laughs> and so uh, as we kind of progressed um, later in 2022, the abortion lobby announced that they were going to be introducing a ballot initiative to enshrine abortion through all nine months into Ohio's constitution. Mm. And, and that's when people got really nervous and uh, they started to strategize and come up with all of these wise communication plans, basically saying that we need to not mention abortion for the next year so that Mm. the left doesn't attack us on this and that we can win the November ballot initiative. Mm -hmm. And from the very beginning, I said, what are we doing? Like, no, absolutely not. We can only defeat evil by confronting confronting evil by speaking about what is happening, what's what's before us. Um, And so I really kind of took a stand from the very beginning. Um, And at that same time, one of the things that hasn't really been discussed, but that during that same time, we had some abolitionists. I'm pretty sure your listeners are familiar with the abolitionist groups um, versus pro-life. We had some some people here in Ohio that Uh, really formed an abolitionist group here in Ohio in order to bring forth a full bill of equal protection. Mm -hmm. And uh, the pro-life movement, but specifically Ohio Right to Life, they were very much against that because the, the second that the abortion lobby announced the ballot initiative, they put a pause on all pro-life legislation. Uh, they said, yeah, they said that if we try to um, introduce any kind of pro-life legislation while this ballot initiative is going on, that's only going to help the left win in November. And I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, first of all, politically, that's not even smart. So even if you're trying to be strategic. It just doesn't make sense. You think that you would confront it head on. But also, if you believe that abortion is murder, if you believe that uh, there's 20,000 plus innocent lives that are being taken every single year, then I'm sorry that 20,000 innocent lives is, is not uh, cl- the kind of collateral damage that I'm okay with accepting. Mm. For a campaign, uh, what mm. we're basically saying by by putting on pause all of our legislation is that the babies that are conceived in 2023, they can sacrifice, they can be killed. We'll worry about the babies after that, and that's that was just so wrong for me, and wow. I just I really pushed up against that, and so there was just an extreme tension going back and forth that was building for months and months until last week or maybe two weeks ago now. Um, I tweeted, I I responded to one of the pro-abortion activists who was pushing for this ballot initiative, and I called her a murderous liar uh, because she was advocating for murder and lying about it. And my boss did not like that very much. Uh, He said that that was showing the wrong tone. And, you know, we went back and forth on that, disagreed. And I, I told him, I'm like, look, 
this is too serious for me to back down from. I'm, I, I'm not going to recant that. Don't make me quote Martin Luther. (laughs) I I can't, I can't recant. Um, and so, and then ironically enough, right after that conversation is when the Max Miller tweet happened. And so, uh, the, the Monday before the Max Miller tweet happened, my boss and I discussed the possibility of us just parting ways because we just were, disagreeing to a point where it it was clear that we just weren't compatible uh, to work together anymore. But we didn't make a a sound decision quite yet. We said that we would continue to pray about it and then come back. And then the the Miller tweet happened. And two days later on Thursday, my boss called, called me and said that the Miller situation had become too much of a distraction. And my social media as a whole is just uh, the wrong tone and that we would have to part ways. Wait, why did, why so, did Miller not get fired, but you did? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. Facts. <laughs> Those are facts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it, <laughs> I I asked if there uh, was if that was going to be brought up in a board meeting. Uh, so to to be clear, uh, so Max Miller, the congressman who responded to me, his wife sits on Ohio Right to Life's board, um, and so she she's not an employee of Ohio Right to Life. She's a board member. Why why um, why, so, are, why are you bringing that up? <laughs> well, just to, just to add greater clarity, oh. I I don't I don't think that there was anything to do with her. I I can't say that that was the motivation or that mm-hmm. she had anything to to uh-huh. do with this. I I'm not completely <laughs> sure to be honest. No, nah, um, but just nah. just for full context. Yeah, yeah. Full got context. We got oh, the full context. Uh, uh, so, uh, Lizzie, so- your Twitter bio says you're passionate about helping others <laughs> use their brains. <laughs> Yes, very much so. That's what a communications director <laughs> does. Is, like, is help you know, straight up. But but so August fifteenth, you you quote, you know, you tweet out. There's no hope for any of us outside of having faith in Jesus Christ alone. Amen. Amen. And uh, Amen. You, could, you could probably give her a little yeah, organ, yeah, maybe. Yeah, even yeah, I don't I know. Got a little something. Uh, and, and that was that was not a response to anything. That was just a, it's a, just, a just, tweet from the goodness I, of her heart. I, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. The, it's, it's the kind of thing that Christians, well, we believe, yeah, uh-huh. and we <laughs> actually routinely say, like, kind of Christianity right. 101. Like, Seriously. Yes. And Max Miller, conservative Republican, uh, Trump endorsed um, from Ohio, says, you know, quote, quotes you and says, this is one of the most bigoted tweets I've ever seen. This is a Republican. Delete it, Lizzie. Religious freedom in the United States applies to every religion. You have gone too far. Wow. Wow. And, th- and this is so this is John what- 14, 6. You've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> out of line. Max, take it up with Jesus. Um, but yeah. <laughs> but you I mean, so there's that. That and that's the, the the storm that's then raging when your boss calls you and says, This is this is a distraction. We need to part ways now. Um and then, but I mean, I think it's, I mean, how does it feel to have Ilan Omar defend you on Twitter? <laughs> hey, I mean, a broken clock is right twice a day. So I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. Maybe God will use this to, yeah. to spread the, the gospel and also to save Ilhan Omar. Who knows if she'll, she'll start a new squad. Um, yes. But it, yes. <laughs> 
what's what's uh, hilarious about that tweet is I posted that right after I spoke to my boss about my Twitter being too harsh. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'll end the day with yeah. a positive, uplifting message, <laughs> give hope to everyone. And then not even 30 minutes later, I'm in my car and I, I see a notification that Max Miller responded to my tweet. And I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> that kind of backfired with, uh, from what I was hoping that it would do. Yeah. But Hey, <laughs> that's, that's nuts. Yeah. Like I, I totally see that. You're like, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to message yeah. the way that every Christian would want us to message. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is uh, Max a Christian? Um, it, no, he's, a, he's a Jew. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he needs to repent. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, your tweet was talking about him. Oh my. Because, um, yes. because he actually, he actually followed up in, in, in one of the tweets back to Lizzie said, God says that Jewish people are the chosen ones. But yet you say we have no hope. Thanks for your pool of wisdom today. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, you 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 convicted him. I mean, yeah, I mean, right. like, I so mean, there was real conviction. Yeah, I mean, there was, I mean, the gospel came and and he felt convicted. So you were like in the place of Stephen then, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, basically. And I mean, it really does just point to the truth of the gospel message. I think that as Americans, we kind of take for granted how offensive the gospel actually Uh is, but it is an exclusive message. It is something that pierces people's hearts when they hear it. And so I understand why Max got offended by it. Um, I pray that it convicts his heart and that he would come to Jesus, repent and and believe in Jesus Christ because his only hope is in in, uh, believing in him. But absolutely, it's it's something that we forget on a day-to-day basis. And we take for granted um, how offensive it it really is. But I think that it just points to the time that we're in in this country is that we're we're coming to a place where it is a pagan nation that is hostile to the gospel. Mm -hmm. And as Christians, we have to prepare for that. How how do we I mean, what's your take on how we got here, Lizzie? I mean, and I mean, in one sense, it's like, how do we get to this place where a conservative Republican is denouncing the basic message of the gospel as bigoted, but but you just described. I mean, you know, we have a, we we are in the process of paganizing. We are in mm. deep apostasy. We are rejecting the Christian roots um, of our nation, um, hand over fist, as fast as we possibly can. But what I mean, um, what's your take on uh, how do we get to this place? I think really it, it boils down to the fact that Christians bought into the lie that is the myth of neutrality. We thought that we could go into the public square, check our worldview at the door, never mention Jesus, and that we could have this neutral meeting place with the world where we all agreed on these fundamentals. It was just religion that we disagreed with. And we misunderstood the fact that, no, our religion, our beliefs affect every single thing. The very notion of religious liberty is only uh, breathed out of a Christian culture. It is because of Christianity, Protestant Christianity, that we have religious uh, liberty to begin with. And so when you start to chip away from that, and when Christians are uh, too afraid to actually speak up, because the more that we invite pagans to take over our our areas, whether it's in politics or in organizations or what, whatever kind of, of leadership, the more that we allow them to take over these areas, the less that, that we're inclined to actually speak up because now we're being bullied and we're too cowardice to actually say what the truth is because we don't actually want to be persecuted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it goes into 
you know, a million different directions when you have a, a church that's preaching the prosperity gospel, that the most important thing is for us to be healthy, wealthy, and, and to never see any problems. And of course, we're going to run away at the first sign of trial and pushback. Man, this this girl's classically educated. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna say it. I don't know, but she she thinks with her brain. Uh, listen, I wanna, well, thank you. I want to ask you. You know, um, as you were talking earlier, you were breaking down kind of the story, um, kind of the time frame. We saw here the same thing where Republicans, after you know the Dobbs decision, we saw Republicans yeah. get real sheepish. Yeah. yeah, and they did not want to push yeah. on this at all. They they stopped using this as a victory call to round everybody together. Um, and but you had a front row seat. We were just kind of seeing it like, how, wh- where's the victory dance? If anything happened, it was more the Republicans saying, "Hey, how would it feel if you just lost?" <laughs> Oh, oh, right. Man. You need to consider yeah. their feelings. Um, oh, and, and so the pro-life movement, my abolitionist brothers have been, I think, the first ones to say something has been massively broken inside of the pro-life movement. But my question is, is it really just a pro-life movement or is this just the, the tip of the iceberg? And we have problems all the way at the root of this. I mean, I think it's clear that we have problems all the way at the root of this. The pro-life movement is just one example of how sheepish we've become. We have no idea how to actually stand up against the great evil that we're seeing in our nation. We see Mm. that taking place during the presidential primaries and and all that's going on. Um, There is the we have to know what time it is. This is no longer the America of the early 2000s or 90s that we're all used to. This is a a new time where we are really in battle and we have to prepare for that. We we can't just, you know, say these platitudes and and uh go out and and get people pumped up to go vote and then do nothing else. We have to actually take back culture. We have to actually lead on this and not be afraid to do that. And I think that the pro life movement's response to Roe being overturned has it it really has has just uh exposed the corruption within the conservative movement and in really just the the stupidity for lack of a better term mm. uh for for decades we've masqueraded our fear and cowardice as though it's strategy and political wisdom when it's very clearly not people are just too afraid to offend but they want to wrap that up and call it strategy and say oh mm. no this is just so that we can win the next election but it's really just because they don't want to lose their own political influence they don't want to mm. uh have the the left speak out against them we're more afraid of offending the left than we are number one at offending our own base but also at betraying our own beliefs we we call mm-hmm. ourselves these principled conservatives yeah. i'd like to know what what principle are we oh. actually conserving right yeah. <laughs> i don't That's think right. we have mm-hmm. yeah yeah we have no we don't we don't, we don't fear god we, we just yeah. i mean i think fundamentally it's like because that's that's where you get principles from, right? Is you you fear because there's there's a God in heaven and and His truth is really truth. Page fifty is a distinctly Christian marketing company striving hey. to help Christian-owned businesses grow and succeed in our digital age. They don't want just to make a paycheck; they want to change the world, and that means building it alongside you and your business. The mission is bigger than just Sunday. Page fifty wants to help Christians recapture the work week economic and political influence, and the public square. Page 50 doesn't work with just anybody, but if you're a believer in Jesus Christ and they want to work with you, visit page50.com. Got to spell it out, page50, P-A-G-E-F-I-F-T-Y.com, and see what they can do for you today. That's page50.com. 
Com. Okay, I want to have another question. Can okay. I jump? All right. Okay, go. Um, you know, uh, you're you're a messaging communications wizard, right? And so I want to know ninja. Yeah, ninja. What could cross politics be doing better? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk offline about that one. No, no but as, as you're looking at um, you know politics right now and knowing the the, pla- the place that we're in, what is the communication that you think we need to be setting forth uh, publicly in politics as conservative Christians? I think that we need to lead with the truth of the gospel. I think that we need to lead with the message that a lot of people uh, like like yourselves and some other younger Christians have really been trying to bring into the public square, that it's Christ or chaos and that we we cannot be silent and that there is this that there is not this myth of neutrality, that we have to bring Christ into the public square. And when we're talking about laws, when we're talking about political figures that are getting elected, we need to call them to account. We need to make sure that they're submitting to Christ. Mm. And so really we we had to lead with the gospel. I think that's that's the most important thing. The gospel has been so watered down in the public square uh due to you know, all of these um, people pleasing churches, uh, it, seeker sensitive churches. I, I grew up in a mega church mm. that was very much a prosperity gospel. Um, and that just, it, it really does wonders to just cripple people's walk, cripple their ability to think critically. Um, and so we just have to re recapture that. I think the first step is to just speak the truth boldly. We're going to offend people. People are going to clutch their pearls when you say things like abortion is murder or uh, like it's not loving your neighbor to force them to take a vaccine. Uh, mm. Sorry, I, I don't know if you're allowed to say that on YouTube. But, um, you aren't. <laughs> <laughs> you can, we, we you can that cut that out. You. Sorry, no, we figured that, that out. Just bleep it. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, we we have to say the unpopular things because when you see one person stand up and say something that you were thinking but that you were too afraid to actually say, then you are cre- uh, correct enough to actually say that and then your neighbor sees you did and so courage begets courage and i think that it, it really just works uh where it just it helps embolden all of us and mm. bring sanity back into play when you have god uh, when you lead with god surprise sanity comes back into the public square <laughs> she's talking that brain thing again. surprise that, yeah. that brain thing. <laughs> oh, man. so did you have you kind of recently come to these convictions because it sounds like you've been in ohio gop politics for a while rnc stuff um is this more like a recent development in your convictions or um i would i would say that i've i've always been somebody who refuses to be muzzled uh my teachers did not like that very much growing up so i can't say that i've always that that this is a a new development uh where i like to speak my mind however the my my spiritual convictions and my convictions about what's needed in politics definitely has has taken place uh recently really since 2020 since everything Mm. has happened i was just flabbergasted to to see the response in 2020 and and people just completely lay over or roll over and and take the tyranny that was coming down uh to the public and not ask any questions and it just really opened my eyes to a lot that was happening and i will say working in politics myself it opened my eyes to see the complete cowardice it's it's coming from the inside these same people Mm. who want to run for elections and claim to be your conservative fighter who's going to fight back against the left 
but but yet they they won't even say the simplest truths on the campaign trail because they don't want to offend the left. They're not afraid of offending the base. They have no oh. problem with uh. upsetting the base, but they are afraid of upsetting MSNBC and the left wing media because they don't want to get bad press from there. But they're OK with betraying us. And so that uh. that really just put a fire in me to uh. not be OK with that. You mentioned, Lizzie, just a few minutes ago in passing the primaries. Some just you kind of just like went over this, but I'm I'm still like, wait a second, wait, wait, wait. What wait, wait, what is going on with the primaries? I want to I want to hear your thoughts on the primaries. Well, I think it's definitely been an interesting uh lead up so far. It's still obviously pretty early. Uh my personal opinion is that our only two options really are Trump or DeSantis. I think that we'll we'll see what happens with these indictments. The indictments obviously are a sham. They shouldn't be happening to begin with. Um, but they obviously are gonna play a, a role in in the primary. Uh the Democrat Party is trying to basically make it so that Donald Trump is incapable of even running for president. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's a historic moment, not in a good way. And I, I hope that we can recognize what time it is and and act accordingly as we're moving through this process. Will the indictments affect how you vote? I, I, I mean, yes, I, I don't see how it, it can't affect how any of us vote because it's going to play a role in the general election. There's a, a serious chance that Trump could could be, uh, you know, put in jail with it within the next year or two. Um, so we we have to consider that and we have to see, you know, how how everything kind of unrolls and and plays out. But I think it's still a little bit too early to tell what's going to happen with the primaries, but it'll definitely be interesting to say the least. Do you, do you think that, I mean, I keep thinking the more they punch him, the more likely it is that we, he gets reelected in a certain way, but, is, but he are, gets stronger. Like, it's, I mean, like, I mean, they call him the tough, you know, Teflon, you know, whatever it's like, but it's just like this, this thing where, I mean, I mean, because it almost gets like more and more outrageous, the kinds of um, things that they're bringing against him, it, it seems. But what, are, what do you think? Yeah, no, I think that we obviously see that in the polls. Every time that he gets indicted, he actually goes up and his support only gets stronger. And we're seeing as time goes on, it, that is not dwindling away. So I think that in the primary, it's absolutely going to uh, make him stronger. It's going to give him more support. My only concern is how that's going to affect him in the general, because if he does win uh, the the primary nomination, then how how will we be able to now take that message and win the independents and the female voters that that weren't originally on board with him? And so I I trust God to carry it through, and I I know that this is such a pivotal moment, um, and that either way he's the one who puts the leaders in into That's office. Right. That's right. Um, so I I have trust that that he will work it all together for his good and for the good of those who love him. But it's definitely very stressful to see. Lizzie, what is next for you as um, you probably have a dozen offers now? Because I don't think, you know, it's like, you know, they thought they were taking you out, but you just blew up yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. And it actually, this, them, is, this is your big promotion. Is, yeah. Yeah. So what's next? <laughs> what, what, what are you about to jump into? Well, I will say uh, I'm actually eight months pregnant. My husband and I are expecting yeah, our first child. She got child. promoted. She got promoted. <laughs> I did. Yes, the ultimate that's awesome. promotion. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so that's that's definitely going to be my my first focus. Amen. Is um, just a, you know that welcoming. Baby. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm a reformed baby. Baptist, so we'll, we'll wait until he believes. <laughs> hey, if he 
if he believes straight out the womb, then yeah. by all means, it's happened before. It's happened. Not the first time. You know what? I think it would be great. We're gonna when we we do election shows. It'd be great to have you jump in sometime with us. We do our November election shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be great to have you on. And we got the debate tomorrow night. Although I'm traveling, so I can't. Yeah, we could still zoom in if we want. Yeah, yeah. It'd be great. Lizzie, thank you so much. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say I would I would love to come on and and uh, talk politics and the election with you. So I am I am welcome to to join you anytime. You can bring the baby on too. Absolutely. We don't mind that. Yeah, yeah. Baby's welcome you. on Grass yeah. Politics. Yeah. Oh, Perfect. You've been preaching so much. I just went right to the preaching. It's just a happy. It's a happy. I hit the word. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor. See, it does that to me. Ask yourself. Go fight. Laugh and feast. This is Cross Politic. The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two edged sword piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and marrow. Through the Spirit, God's Word changes lives. It cuts us to the heart and reshapes us. As you strive to read and study scripture, having a good set of tools can help. From setting reminders for a great reading plan to word studies and commentaries that shed light on difficult passages to listening on the go, the Olive Tree Bible app can help you dig into the Word wherever you are. Olive Tree Bible app. Read, study, listen, anywhere.